time to shine. Put on the movie. All right. Well, guys, we're here. Um, we made it. We did it. It took quite a while. Uh, happy to be here. Do we? Yeah. <laughs> I, oh, let me mute the TV. I think happy is a thing we can say. Oh, there it is. Oh. It's that sound we talk about. That like, what? What does that sound actually mean? If anybody knows that, actually, by the way. The sound when you, the first thing you hear when you press that, like that sort of sound that always accompanies like explosions. (laughs) If you know what the hell that's supposed to be, I think it has something to do with oxygen being eliminated by like um, a sudden burst of flame or something. I don't know, but uh, I've always wondered that. Anyways. Oh my God. This is Sync Ratios episode. I don't even know. I don't even know. Episode 25 apostrophe. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, The end of Evangelion. Yeah. If you're... If you're listening to this, congratulations! You you got this far with us. We've now watched End of Evangelion. This is Ben Collins speaking. Uh, this is Luke Piotrowski. and joining us uh, is Kevin Phillips. And we're yes. very happy to be here with you to talk as in depth as possible about End of Evangelion. End of Evangelion, written by Hideaki Anno, directed by Kazuya Suramaki for the first section episode 25 love is destructive and then uh, directed by Hideaki Anno for episode 26 uh and one more final i need you how many and times does Anno get sole director credit on uh episodes in this i don't know not we'd many. have to look not many not i think a ton. Ma- maybe like this is like the second or third one mm-hmm. yeah uh first aired quote unquote released on July 19th 1997 Do you happen to know anything about the box office? Uh I don't. I would have to look that up. If I can find that. I was Curious. more more concerned with all of the intricate plot stuff we're trying to uh Yeah, there's it's an impossible it amount of things to talk about. So, you know, we're going to do we're going to go as long as we need to today. Uh we happen to be recording it in Luke's home for the first time. Yeah. It's worth, it's worth mentioning. Um, and we reserve that. the right and expect to require uh, probably an additional episode once we realize all the shit we forgot to talk about. Yeah, there's so much to talk about here, and it's split into two. I think you know, I, I think at this point, s- spoilers are everything is fair game now, other than the rebuild <laughs> movies. We're yeah. finally, finally untethered from the the <laughs> concern of spoilers, which we probably didn't even really need to be all that concerned with, but. All of the narrative content from the initial one of the show is now here, and we may split this up into two episodes if we go on long, because the movie is split up into the two separate mm-hmm. episodes. But uh, we're going to, you know, I'm sure in a conversation about the entire experience, be jumping to stuff about the ending and asking questions about that and digging into the whole thing and talking about all of it. So mm-hmm. uh, if for some reason you <laughs> were like, and also if you like, hopefully you didn't like turn it off when the credits started, yeah. like after Shinji screams. Uh, I'm God. I wonder if there's somebody out there who did just like. I mean, I remember being. When I, I heard the saw ending it. was fucked up, and yeah. then like you, it just ends with Shinji screaming and seeing the ripped up unit two, and then it goes to the credits of the first half. And did somebody like turn it off and doesn't know that they have like 45 minutes of? Well, more we content? talked about like, like when we were looking up some of those those like Twitter responses that time, like finding like the people that were. And it's like you, it's it's one of the only pieces of art 
that specifically comes to mind where when somebody has a negative reaction to the ending, I do jump to the question of like, well, you did finish it, right? right? And whether that means just watching the show and not going to the movies or literally that. Because I do remember when I was like, when we talk about me and Jake Miller stayed up till four in the morning watching this with the first thing I saw. I do remember getting to the credits and being like, that's the end. And he's in like him being like, no, I don't think so. I think we should wait and see. And then it like, yeah. And it was like, but yeah, it, that it's moment not a stinger. Like, it's the second half of the thing. And and it's very interesting. And we, and we talked about this while we were watching it, but um, it's such a weird and bold choice to have the credits in the middle of the movie. Yeah. And I was like, why did they do that? And then we're going to, we're going to talk about the ending. Uh, but I think it is particularly powerful um, and a little bit shitty on Netflix, but like in, in the theater, I can't imagine how powerful it would be to have the final moments of the film play out and then just cuts to that white screen that says the end and then there's no credits. It's like, it's done. The lights come up yeah. and you like have to leave the building. <laughs> and like, that's just the last little kick in the nuts. Um, there's no decompression time. Now, what what happens here is you get the final thing and then the, the Netflix <laughs> ad for, was it some sort of bird? Uh, dancing na- birds. <laughs> the dancing birds. <laughs> Or nature or Dolomite show or something i mean yeah. dancing birds was this time i bet if i watched it on my tv it would be dolomite or like whatever the new but immediately some silly ad pops up mm-hmm. <laughs> it completely breaks the mood but anyway this is all to say that we're going to talk about the whole thing and for god's sake if you <laughs> like stopped halfway through when the when the dna swirling helix credits came up and didn't watch beyond that then you have a whole other half of movie to get through and and and, and if you haven't if you if you happen to be clicking on this episode first because it's the like the top of the feed and you haven't actually finished the show or something obviously, obviously. stop now and go back unless with the one condition that unless you think that you don't like the show if listening to this will entice you into wanting to watch it then I'm fine with that because I don't think spoiling <laughs> don't at this point spoiling like what the fuck even I mean like I don't, <laughs> I, don't uh, know. Yeah. I don't know Kevin what how do you feel I, I'm. I got to say, I'm really proud of you guys. You know, I oh, wanted to just take the opportunity oh. here and now to be very saccharine and just say <laughs> that, you know, you guys really time. accomplished something. You know, it was a long, schleppy haul, but it was enjoyable every step of the way. And I'm really glad to have been a participant when I could. Oh, but maybe we appreciate that. Thank oh, you. Yeah. And I think it was almost a year. I'd like to I could probably find our text, but I, I want to say it's about a year ago that you first proposed this. Really? Hmm. Well, it took fucking long enough for them to put it on Netflix. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we're glad you're here, Kevin. I think um, this is, we've been building up to, this was the only requirement was that you be on this episode. And of course it turned into <laughs> you being on many, many more. So uh, we're excited to it's get. It's early morning here in Los Angeles. It is early morning. Ben and I got up very early. Like we were back in college again mm-hmm. and like rode on over to Luke and Missy's house. Mm-hmm. And here we are. Watching it on Luke's fantastic television. Yeah, that was the idea. You're and you're suffering through the fact that I have cats upstairs. I'm and very you're, allergic. You're to dealing. Cats. You're dealing with your your allergies all the way worth it. Yeah. just so that we could have the biggest TV yeah. um, that we could get. Uh, then it looks beautiful. On because it. exactly, it beautiful. I mean, it's totally worth it. This movie, particular, particularly as Luke, you pointed out over the course of watching the entire show, this movie really reigns supreme. Uh, in terms of its like execution of visual style and animation, and it's just firing on all cylinders. Animation. Um, I think it's some of the best uh, hand-drawn animation I've ever seen. Yes, I'm I think you. so too. I, I honestly like, and it's it's a question that we can sort of come back to. But like, I try to think of like, if you were to rank this as far as like hand-drawn animation, like quality, like what would even compete with this? And probably Akira. some Miyazaki stuff, Akira. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, because th- there's like two there's two scenes that pop to mind for me here, and one of them is obviously, obviously, <laughs> the obviously. Uh, obviously. <laughs> the uh, battle with the mass production model Avas best, and best Ava Unit them. Two. The, yeah, the, particularly the air sequence um, where they're playing air, and where you, yeah. <laughs> um, but the, the 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 weight and the reverberation of things that they have those those giant blades that they're clanging together, and you can feel the vibration. Oh, it's, it's you can unreal. see the the force of the redirected weight of the thing, and her like you know the scrambling for purchase, mm-hmm. the giant robot like her the Ava Unit Two's feet like sort of digging into the soil as it's pushed back. Like there's it is so tangible. It, it, it more tangible than mostly you know CGI animation. It's like it's got the soul of what's missing from yeah. a lot of these things. You know, as much as I love Pacific Rim and, and a lot of attention was paid to like mm-hmm. having those things have weight and stuff, but there's something it's 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 captured here even better in the 2D animation. How you know just like when she lugs it over and kills the first one and like it lands on her back, mm-hmm. you yeah, know, exactly. and, and picks it up <laughs> and then you know <laughs> pulps it like an orange. Like it's so fucking good. And then in a, the companion piece to that scene, though, is in Anno's half, where it's sort of in the dream state, like uh, the the instrumentality has already begun, and Shinji in his pink, his salmon-colored uh, polo yeah. shirt is confronting Asuka, and they're having their fight, and just the the shot composition, mm-hmm. yeah, the right. angles that you have here, it's like impeccably done uh, live action footage going on, but it's animation but like you know the low angle of the coffee pot when he knocks it over mm-hmm. and like you know the the sound effects of their you know footsteps and her like coming around the corner of the table to get him and top down of her kicking him in the shin like the the way that that is done is a much smaller scale scene mm-hmm. but is equally animation wise fucking incredible well it's also it's also just we're pointing out it's, like, so it's, it's redefining a space that we've gotten yeah. really familiar seeing in certain angles which i yeah. think is a lot of what you what you're drawing attention to is that like we're used to seeing it pretty much like completely flat like the idea of moving the camera in these sort of dutch things are going up or going low we don't do as much of that in masada's house typically no, it's it's limitation of, low. yeah right. animation you know it's like we got the background so we yeah. can paint the cells on the background that we have mm-hmm. you know and you can't really cut around but they had the budget here to, to finally. That was so. And as the other thing I was thinking as I was watching this was kind of like, well, thank God they ran out of money to do the show so that we got the movie. Yeah. Because this does feel, and it is, um, despite what you know anybody says, this is close to what the original intended ending was. And you've been doing a ton of reading, and um, I'm doing a ton of reading, and I'm going to try can decide, and we can always, you know, share what I can. And again, we may forget like a ton of things, and so it does feel like I think we should kind of just talk excitedly about having mm-hmm. just watched it, and then if and then we want we'll to kind of yeah. compile a little addendum episode of like all the shit, like you said, we forgot to mm-hmm. mention, we can do. Well, that. should we? Okay, should we talk about like? Um, Memories of earlier experiences and how it compares to now. Is that a good place to start? Sure. Can we talk about our, our Ray shirts first? Yeah. That everybody showed up wearing a Ray shirt. We'll, we'll, we'll make sure to take a photo, but I <laughs> promised you I would do that. Kevin spilled coffee on his. Yes, Ben. <laughs> Kevin's Ray is <laughs> splashed with LCL. <laughs> ben warmly made us some coffee this morning on our way out over here to San Clarita. And um, it was in a to-go cup and... I don't know. It's not just me. These to-go cups spill on everybody that Mm. ever drinks from them, and it spilled all over my Ray sweatshirt. But alas, 
whatever the fuck it's fine yeah. it's a beautiful blue baby blue ray sweatshirt with stained. a coffee stain from, from where, where did you get that from by the way i just found it in the deep webs of the internet mm. it's a good one it's one of the best ones i've seen i think because of the blue one. thank you and because it's like a sweatshirt like it's a different it's it, comfy yeah it mm-hmm. like yeah it's got a different vibe to it um so you know here we are we've all we all saw this when we were teenagers the first time as we've we've covered and ad nauseum i it's more jarring and fucked up to me now than i even it's like interesting well when you're like when you're 13 and and someone tells you that like oh like in this movie like shinji like jacks off you know when we're just jump right into it at the beginning of the movie like when someone tells you that it's like especially when it's like animated you're getting like you know a lot of the thrill or the interest of anime as we've said like when you're young is like oh you know it's going to be weird and sexy and fucked up and stuff like that so like the notion of that felt somewhat perfunctory to the medium and that watching it it's like oh yeah this is like you know but it your brain doesn't really connect in the same way that like teenagers can enjoy horror movies because they don't they're not actually confronting like mortality it's like i think that you're not thinking about fully the context at least i wasn't uh speaking for myself of like how disturbing it is to have just spent you know 13 hours with these characters and their different relationship struggles back and forth and things like that and then to open with him you know yeah it is, behaving it is the, in this it is way the opening of the movie the opening, of the opening movie. Movie. now what i have a great story about that which is you always talk about the you know the, the the quality of and i was actually just reading an article i was digging through my old anime magazine so mm-hmm. i have an uh, an anamerica and an anime insider like from the you know early thousands or like 1998 or something like that that uh, delve into some of this and somebody else had the same um response but my friend will Friend, mm-hmm. friend of the show, friend of the uh, show. We, we watched this and our copy you know copy of a copy of a copy I'm sure of End of Evangelion was so washed out you could not see the ejaculate on Shinji's hand and we've you know you're used to the language of the show you just see he looks at his hands all the time so we honestly did not know <laughs> what had happened like it was like we were reading like days later trying to like f- research more about the show and like you know online like reading something and like hey, so shinji's in the hospital room and then and he masturbates over asuka's comatose body and we both like stop and look at you like what that didn't happen what are they talking no and you know it wasn't until later we like went back and like we're able to watch it and you, you know you get these better copies subtle. and it's like oh shit yes his hand is slathered <laughs> in, I, in ejaculate what you, what's you guys' read on that do you think he you, this is the grossest you think, is that is that image do you think he he like wiped it off on his hand or do you think he jacked all well, onto if, his if hand if you look at the if you examine the top down shot mm-hmm. that follows the mm-hmm. shot of the hand I knew um, you'd have an opinion on this, by the way. Yeah, I, because I was trying to figure out it as well. You're like a, like a, like, was it like bones or something? Who's the, like somebody that can like tell like the splatter pattern of like blood? The ballistics like, oh, the of bull- the ejaculate. <laughs> like, uh, I mean, trajectory. so I think he's leaning over the bed. I think the, the insert shot on his hand um, is his right hand. And yes. he's leaning over the bed, looking at his right hand, and his left hand is down at his crotch. So he kind of probably just... Sh- you know, cupped it. Is he is right he right-handed hand. or left-handed? Do you think? I think Shinji's a right-handed kid. Well, but the, but if he's if it's if he if he, I mean that's true. <laughs> maybe, but also, you know, you think maybe he switched this hands is... in order so that he could so that he could like bust in his dominant hand. 
That doesn't make sense. This is true. This is interesting. Maybe this I mean, is I, mean I, I, I assume it was just it was spent into his hand. I, I don't think we need to spend like that much time. On this. <laughs> it just it was the but first I time I thought about it because I was is, like looking at it, yeah. like, what is that angle? I mean, it could just be that he like that he's just like wiped it off with his hand after he's like, and then it's just looking at it. I just I just think that's funny as like the first of many shocking reveals. <laughs> I continue to have like there are still I mean because again you know we watched shitty you know third generation copies. Then we watched a horrible non-anamorphic DVD yeah. transfer, and finally, this is HD on my pretty big television. It's the biggest I've ever seen it. So now it's like it's laughable to think that I ever could have missed it because it's yeah. like happening there, and it's like it's like like beautiful, and like you can see like like droplets, yeah, <laughs> like uh, on his finger, like high up on his finger, sort of dripping down. This is why palm. I'm asking because it's like the first time we can actually examine the, uh-huh. all the details of it, and it and it's like the questions come to mind, like new questions that I just wouldn't have thought about before because it's almost like in the past my memory of the, it's like a postage stamp that signifies a hand with like right. you know it's like now I'm looking at a fucking image and I can admire the lines, do, the, do, the I, light, I, I, you know? I think it's interesting that that was indicative of like, so that was the first sort of, here's something shocking and kind of upsetting that, you know, your beloved character did and and my rejection of the truth of that, you know, like when you're told something about, you know, oh, somebody you love did something terrible. Mm-hmm. Like, no, that, that doesn't sound like them. They wouldn't do that. You know, Shinji wouldn't, what are you talking about? And like, oh no, that he did. Like, and then just even a few years ago, the whole thing of, it being brought to my attention of like is Masada like making a pass at Shinji here? Like, Ow, that's not you're misreading it. And like, well, I guess I guess I have to accept it was kind of what it is. <laughs> so like it is yeah. like even today continuing to kind of like be like oh yeah I guess I guess so. But there's like some good surprises that we can talk about here too. But I also just want to call to mind the full circle, the book ending as we know I love, but that in the first episode you see Shinji staring at his hand and there's blood yes. coating his hand. And then here we see semen coating his hand. And we have even in the title of the, the first release of the movie with the recap movie, death and rebirth. In the first episode you have death, you have blood, the mm-hmm. signification of violence. And here we have semen, which is life and is rebirth. And yeah. so you have his hand coated in these liquids and he's staring at his ability to sort of, you know, like again, we said a, a baby, you know, mm-hmm. So looking at their hands and, and noticing yourself, yeah. you know, your five fingers that are part of a singular entity, the hand, but are separate digits. Mm-hmm. And it's coated in these different liquids that kind of are the stuff of life. And, and one signifies death and one signifies rebirth. And, and there'll be a lot of liquid by the end of this thing as there well. There'll be so much liquid. Can we talk real quickly about just the immediate opening, which um, yes. has always, it kind of exists in this weird ethereal dream space for me. Um, are we supposed to take that literally? It's just like water, right? It's ruins of buildings mm-hmm. and water. We see the gargoyle statue that we've like talked about, yeah. the headed gargoyle that looks a lot like one of the Ava models. Um, yeah. yeah, which we, maybe we – did we we kind of cut out some of our discussion of that from the last episode because it got – we were getting spoilery for like rebuild movie stuff. Yeah, but I haven't th- right, there yeah. is this very prominent angel statue that's in the ruins of the city – that looks very much like a mass production model Ava that we see here, or it looks a lot like the Ray Lilith uh, that rises up when when Lilith and Ray merge. And yeah, I, I don't. I guess it's just a statue of an angel in the ruins, but it's always very distracting. It's never made. Yeah, why was that built? Who made that? Why is it there? Um, it's never really called upon other than seeing it. No, uh, I mean, a, a you really notice it right. mostly when Kaoru shows up. Yeah, he's just chilling. On and it. then you, and in the last. Because it's small. It's not the size of no, a mass production scale. model Ava 
or god forbid the giant ray which is you know dwarfs those so it's it's like a the smallest possible version of either of those things so it must just be a statue of an of an angel that had fallen apart but like a traditional angel but we see yeah we see these like we see these like um just a destruction of tokyo 3 in the water and we see like a close-up of like shinji kind of just in some sort of uh, you know, state stasis, mm-hmm. like, like introspective stasis, just mm-hmm. kind of like reflected in the water, and then it all of a sudden just cuts to him in the hospital room. And I, I don't, I'm never really. The stuff I was reading seemed to suggest, and I buy this, and it makes a lot of sense that we're sort of ignoring episodes 25 and 26 of the series, right? Because those are yeah, all inside Those his are head, encapsulated later into the Potentially taking place like sort of during this or like a representation of these events, um, but told, you know, in a total mental scape or possibly contradictory to these events. We'll talk about that. But so the last narrative thing that we saw on the show was Misato and uh, Shinji on the beach at night. Yes sort of amidst all this destruction, looking out at this, and she sort of leaves him with, like, no, he chose to die. That was his choice, blah, blah, blah. You know, Misato leaves. Shinji probably stayed there all night thinking it's morning. The sun is up. This is where the movie begins. And he wanders away from there. So this is picking up immediately after episode 24 of the show. I would, would, uh, yeah, and I would like to try that out. I would like to watch, uh, like, episode 24 and then just go straight into this and just see Yeah, that's something I've never done. I've never done it, Right. With the magic of Netflix, the the bounty provided by us is one click away from possibility. You All you need is out. like another twelve hours to sit <laughs> through the entire show. Get to this. So you um, have this scene in the in the uh, Oscar's hospital ward, and um, I man, I gotta say, I was so bummed to see the translation. I saw Netflix I saw you provided. clinching, waiting for it. Yeah. yeah, I was waiting to hear the iconic line that Shinji delivers. I'm so fucked up. I'm so fucked up. That's how I've always known it for the past like 14, 17, 18 years, whatever. Mm-hmm. And instead, what is it? I'm the lowest of the low. I'm the lowest of the low. You... Um, see, I think the first one I saw said I'm scum. That's still better than. See, I'm that's the lowest but that was probably one of those fan things, right? Uh, yes. Yeah. So that I always knew it as I'm scum. So when it was, I'm so fucked up, I was like, what? Oh, well, that seems a little, you know, harsh. And I think that's what the, the dub, the first American dub did as well. Um, you know, I'm, I'm growing more comfortable with the fact that, you know, all these different translations, especially stuff like at the end, like, it's not, it's not wrong. It's just, you know, yeah, contextually. And I'm attached to certain ones too, and, uh, but... Yeah, I mean, it's like, but like I said, it's 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 part of what I do feel like. It is uh, fucked up. <laughs> it, ele- it it elevates it to to the status of literature to me. The fact that there are people who prefer the Seamus Haney translation of the Inferno to the sure. John Ciardi one, or some people that you know they taught the Ciardi one for I don't know if that's how you say his name, but that's the one that they taught for so long, and they prefer that to the new one. And it's like, yeah, it's just cool. <laughs> it's cool that there are different things. But mm-hmm. I agree, I'm so fucked up is infinitely better yeah. as well and impacted i think all three of us like Absolutely. heavily <laughs> like, well it just it doesn't really i'm the lowest of the low it doesn't really sound like something that somebody would say it, it doesn't fit into the mouth uh no right you now 
it's it's interesting it's sort of the inverse that we talked about I, I mustn't run away and uh don't run away you know part of me wonders if this was shinji's like first kind of sexual experience i mean this is yes, a big this, this is, is this we've talked about this before and we've never gotten to be able you know because we talked about his sexuality and in, in in the display of it in the show which is largely absent i mean he's he's not it's not that he's portrayed as like with like asexual or something but he's portrayed as innocent in a way that is is he's not that's not the first thing he thinks of and if if we think about it in terms of this going straight from the cower episode which we talked about was kind of some of the first seemingly like more directed sexual interest right it was the first time we see him be really sort of openly sexual well except for like the two of the greatest scenes in the whole show which is when he like walks into ray's apartment and Yes. You know, I mean, it's he's not, embarrassed. He's embarrassed, yeah. but he's then embarrassed. Also, he's but, not aroused. Uh, that's that's true. Um, but I guess furthermore, when 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 Oscar walks yeah. into his room, and she like lays down next to him, the kiss, the the, the yeah, right. But I think both of those are really characterized on Chinese part by like shame, like and it, confusion, it is a, and and Misato's, uh, you know, touching his hand, and, oh, like this is the all I can do for you. Uh, there's. He has his little inner world where it's like, don't you want to become one with me? And like, yeah, be nice to me. But when sex is actually on the table, when it's like you're here, you're lying on top of this nude girl or this girl is, you know, got her cleavage like right in your face in your bed. Or this woman is touching your hand and saying like, hey, do you want me to comfort you? Every time it's like. (laughs) And so and I think this is interesting, too, is, you know. There's this whole thing of we see in here again a replay of the thing from the show where when instrumentality happens, he sees Misato um, having sex with Kaji. They're like week-long sex fest. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And we hear lots of different characters responding to that. We see Asuka sort of being like, ah, this is two lonely adults trying to comfort each other. We have Ritsuko, I think one of my favorite Ritsuko moments, sort of saying like, yeah, but this is how you feel needed. It may be fleeting, but this is... The, what's so good about sex is that even if for a little while you feel like you matter and like this person needs you mm-hmm. and so the act of being desired and needed is even momentarily like oh i have a sense of purpose like life life has meaning because even if you are ray style just offering your body for somebody else's you know use like you're just okay i'll just do whatever you say i'm just i'm just here to service a function for you it still feels like oh i have meaning i have purpose that someone desires me um and then the, you know there's just it's this human connection, but masturbation as a sex act that does not require any intimacy from another person. It doesn't require them to want you. Mm-hmm. He does it when Asuka is asleep and unable to participate, even in the form of rejection. Mm-hmm. It is this completely self thing. So he has sexuality when sexuality is on the table where it involves another person. He runs away. He shies away from that. He rejects that. When sexuality is on the table by himself or with a partner that is unaware, he is able to engage, and I think that that's mm-hmm. really interesting. But it is, but it's it is an interesting. I mean, I don't know that I literally think this is meant to be like the first time he's ever like jacked off or something. But it is interesting that there's not really a lot of indication in any way that well specifically. There except is for, a line. Well, Oscar says a line, which uh, is in his head, so it probably is. Oh, that's right. Asuka oh, says that's right. Asuka says to him when instrumentality is happening, and it, and this seems to be more like I don't know if this is actually Asuka or more yeah. like a nightmare Asuka, but it does say. But it's even more telling if it's a nightmare Asuka because yeah. it's him. It's him admitting to himself that he jacks off to her all the time. Like, she says, "Yeah, why don't you jack off to me like you always do? Mm-hmm. I'll watch." So it's like 
And that is the nightmare scenario because it's like, well, I'm going to watch. I'm going to be aware of what you're doing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You can't do this alone. You can't hide. See, I think I think that at that point, when when things are melding, I think that it, it it's part of it's like flashes of other people's consciousness bleeding into your awareness, like the Masato stuff. But I think it's also your own mental image of everybody playing back your own thoughts. Well, the whole point is, like Ray says at the end, it ultimately ends up as a world where you can't tell where one person stops yeah. and another person starts. So, right, the Nightmare Asuka is the Asuka, you know, and there's a lot made in the earlier episodes of, you know, like, there's the Shinji in your head, there's the Shinji in Gendo's head, there's the Shinji in Masada's head, each is a true Shinji. So this process of, like, yeah, what does it even mean at that point for it to be the real Asuka versus... I just think that if real Asuka knew, thought she knew that Shinji was constantly jacking off to her she would have said it earlier in the show i think that that's the kind of thing she would throw at him in a, in a fight yes. and the fact that he's been successfully hiding it is part of his shame and so when he's projecting the aggression onto her she's like yeah i know you're doing that all the time and it's like that's you know that's like your your 13 year old nightmare of like you know that you're just imagining like your parents sitting down like you know hey, he's probably just probably they're jacking off again and it's like no then no one can know like you know it's like you, just, you don't even want anyone to know that it's something that could possibly ever have happened not you know like right. worst of all that the person that you're thinking thinking well, about is like aware of it <laughs> i'm just gonna call you out on i it. do know what asuka would say if she did know <laughs> yeah and she would say kimochi warui which means how disgusting god damn that's we got we gotta I, I, use it, of... I use that as a segue because that kind of ties into it so we can talk about that now but that's the final line of the movie so maybe we want to save it for later but it does, it does, I mean, I guess but we're, we're talking about the, all this the stuff. thread of, like, yeah, Shinji's behavior towards Asuka, his it's attitudes. Perfect, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolute we bookend as well. as well to the... Opening. Yeah. Right. Um, it's, once again, Shinji over top of her. Yeah. He finds himself. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's, this is long since, and it, I, you know, I assume, Luke, you know, you've done more reading about, you know, the fan response and the critical mm-hmm. response and stuff like that. But, I mean, everyone I know who's watched it, like, this is one more final it's like a is like a joke. I mean, you say one more final to someone who's seen this, and it is just like it's funny because, as you said again today, Luke, like right prior to that is a great ending. It's a fantastic ending. You end with like Yui is inside the Ava Unit One, and it's like, well, mankind's floating off on, into space or something. Shinji's made his choice, and it's again, it's sort of obtuse. And the, fir- the first time you watch you it, believe or whatever, you're, yeah. it's, like, it's like all the hopeful things. The, yeah, the first time you watch it, you're so overwhelmed that it's sort of like, wait, what's happening? Did he reject it? Did he accept it? Like, well, what's going on? And it, you know, once once you've seen it a, a few times, and you sort of have the 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 language in your head, it's sort of like, okay, he was offered this world without border. Because just even the concept of what is happening is so fucking bizarre, yeah. especially in 1997. And it's stuff you might get in sci-fi literature, but had never been, as far as I saw, yeah. realized on screen to this degree. I mean, this stuff, Space Runaway Ideon has like a crazy ending and, you know, Akira has crazy shit. But like the, the idea of evolving humanity, well, taking the borders of, of bodies away and we're all just this reverted to a primordial soup and a perfect organism where all souls are one and this godlike being it's like this is so nuts that this is what the bad guys were trying to do well it's show. just i mean it's, it's not trying to like you know thanos snap people away they're yeah. like not to take anything away from that but it's like it's like oh yeah, he's gonna eliminate half the population like this is such a more bizarre weird thing to to wrestle with well it's it's i mean i i've i've on record saying that i i believe that the stargate sequence that ends 2001 
uh, is is the birth of of the mindfuck ending in cinema, and that I think that the influence of that's particularly in anime, because in animation you always have the option to do that because you don't have to invent a bunch of technology to make these images. You can just draw crazy shit. I think that that is a tradition, but it's, I mean, no but one they have sort no, of an no, isolated like. No sequence. one understands the end of two thousand one. Although if you there's that interview clip, I think like where Kubrick explains it, like where he's just talking about it, and it's like it's actually very somewhat straightforward to hear i mean he can say in a paragraph what that last 20 minutes of that movie is supposed to be doing and yet the movie itself does not explain it and the burden that this thing is doing and which everything you're saying is like attempting to yeah blow your mind with these crazy visuals and like have exactly the sort of like ecstatic cinematic experience that the end of 2001 gives you while also having you understand what the fuck everything represents right which is like the, well it's and like also a massive heavy lifting up burden 10, 10 hours worth of yeah. you know characters individual like emotional arcs mm-hmm. And, you know, government conspiracy stuff and, you know, just like all these different threads, yep. sci-fi threads and concepts, you know, in addition to, to all of Everything. that. Everything. It's all it's doing so many things at the same to time. Wrap it, all it is up. funny but, that you talk about how, like, Zeal or Sele's, like, you know, ultimate... Zila. Zila. Zela. 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 Their ultimate kind of goal here was this, right? Instrumentality. Right. Which is really fascinating because when you think of, like, you know... Um, in, you know, like, you know, uh, top secret organizations that, like, you know, <laughs> run the world. And, like, you know, history has proven that, you know, the motivations behind, like, such things are, uh, you know, bizarre, but ultimately, like, quite selfish in the end, especially, like, with, like, very powerful people. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. Um, but th- with this, with this, with the, with these guys, it's just, like, a lot of pathos. It's just yeah. a lot of, like, you know, sadness. It's like, yeah, let's, yeah, let's yeah. abolish. Let's abolish the sadness and like all be together and be one. I mean, like, yeah. <laughs> Look, I mean, if if like if you if if you like came out and told me that like, you know, the evil cabal of people who you know murdered Jeffrey Epstein and secretly rule the world, if they're if you told me that their actual goal was to melt down humanity so that all sadness went away <laughs> and we get to be one, I'd be like, really? <laughs> it's like, but what about all that weird all the the war and all that? What was that for? It's like, oh, you know, we had to distract you guys while we figured this out. It's like, um. Thanks, but instead it's just like it's like a bunch of people that actually like in, in the real world it's like a bunch of people that just want money and willingly ignore all the evidence that the things they're doing to get money is actually destroying the planet. And so it's like, well, right, yeah, and then it, not not, it, this, not to any gain other than yeah. other than the momentary gain, yeah, not, not for any grand gain. plan. And that's what's you know satisfying about fiction, and that's you know conspiracy theories are sort of comforting because they give sense to the world. And really, it's like something stupid. Really, it's just. Yeah, it's, it's, it's uh, an so unsatisfying, banal. Mm-hmm. banal answer to it's like you know the that's, but this, even the bad guys here, it's kind of a, not. It's like no version of this is going to actually be like that horrible in the long run. It might. It's well, it is, but 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 yeah, the the idea that they are trying to bring about a very biblical style apocalypse. You know, if if you know the real world conspiracy theorists were all like, yeah, because we're just trying to actively make the you know goat with a thousand eyes or whatever appear in the sky and like you know he's gonna blow that trumpet in the seas of blood and like whatever the fucking crazy book of revelation mm-hmm. stuff is um this movie comes closest to actually realizing that on screen but we're we're getting far away from what we were yeah, trying to say yeah. which is the ending of the movie the ending of the movie long um, long since confounded everyone who's ever seen Sh- it. shinji rejects the, that's you know that's what you're saying is you get yeah. the satisfying ending of like oh wouldn't it be nice if everybody was one thing and Shinji realizing no I accept 
the existence of pain because that means the existence of the individual. I'm cool. And, she, you know, Yui appears to him as like, are you going to be okay? He's like, yeah, I still don't know how to find happiness, but I'm going to keep trying. And she's like, well, as long as there's the sun and the moon and the stars, like everything's going to be fine. And like you, like you said, the, uh, she repeats the, anywhere can be a heaven, yep. you know, as long as you're alive floats away i'm gonna live in the ava forever it'll be a lonely existence but i'm gonna be revenants beyond the existence of the stars you know beyond the, the sun and the moon and the earth uh this able will live on forever as a document to the humanity existed mankind was here brooks was here is carved into the beam of the <laughs> shitty apartment building that is the world and the universe and scene yeah, <laughs> we're great, done great music swells and it's over and then we get that one more, one more final, one more little final, which is yeah. Can you describe it, Kevin? It's <laughs> in, in detail, please. I'm I mean, what you see is like you know just the placid waters kind of lapping up against a shore, and you see like absolute you know remnants of bedlam. Mm-hmm. Um, devastation from the attack on Tokyo Three. Devastation from you know the Eva battle. Um, and the N2 mine exploding. It's just, it's like the end of Akira, essentially. But mm-hmm. all the mm-hmm. seas, all the sea, like the water is red. And mm-hmm. we are to assume it's the LCL. Mm-hmm. It's the primordial soup of yeah. man out of Lilith's egg back into the planet. So, mm-hmm. yes. Uh, you have like statuesque remnants of the. Uh, Eva series as well that mm-hmm. Oscar destroyed. You have like this kind of this like slash of blood across the sky. Yeah, yeah the in, like, moon the is stained with blood. The moon is stained with blood from when the Ray <laughs> Kauru thing Lilith. Lilith. Lilith, of course, when Lilith's head decapitated itself. Mm-hmm. Um it's a means of getting of bringing life all the way back to the mm-hmm. planet and resetting everything. So you have Lilith's decapitated head split down the middle, kind of falling apart um, on planet Earth. <laughs> yeah, a physical thing. A physical thing. Uh, you have her bot, her hand as well. The rest of her oh, body hand. is separated from the head. Um, so these things are enormous, and they exist, you know, on land. Um, and then you have what you only see is like two people, and what we are to imagine as like an Adam and Eve type of scenario. I would right. imagine just. Shinji and Asuka on the shores of this, like, you know, blood red primordial mm-hmm. soup water. Right? Mm-hmm. Yes. That's very right. good. Very you good. also see something that I didn't really understand, but in my research today, I sort of realized there's a shot of, you do prominently see the shot of Misato's cross nailed to yes. sort of a oh, plank, a, yes. good which point. is sort of yeah. acting as a grave marker. You do see a whole little, like, several other grave markers that are there. And one of them has been knocked over or kicked down. Presumably, Asuka's. Interesting. Oh, that's I never pulled that. Presumably, Asuka, at least my read, is you know, came back and kicked her hers down. I mean, she would be the first one. She's not dead because it, it, it sort of it sort of implies that people all get the choice to come back now to return to physical form, and that that it, it, it's likely that they all will because the is that like, the thing is like. Did they pick it? So that's always been my read is like Yui and and Ray, you know, as Lilith kind of talk to Shinji through the ending here. Yeah. And she does sort of say when it's all done and he's rejected instrumentality and sort of decided, you know, Karu tells him, Is it okay? AT feels are gonna cause pain again. Are you all right with that? And he's like, Yes, I accept that. Um so he comes back and I think it's Yui that says, 
you know, anyone who has a will to sort of come back, the will to, to live and find themselves and know themselves can return. Anyone can do it. Um, and Oscar would be the first one to have that will is what I was sort of getting at. There. Yeah. I mean, she dies sort of saying, you know, like with the, the well, there's like two moments is in the lovely, lovely bookend to Oscar's whole sequence here is it starts with, I don't want to die. I don't want to die. And it ends with, I'll kill you. I'll kill you. Yeah. <laughs> um, but if, of most of the characters, it does feel like Oscar's the one with the, a great sense of self and the desire yeah. to sort of be uh, and exist in the moment. And so chanting, I don't want to die. You know, earlier yeah, dead, in the movie, dying, struggling to she live would more. come back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it makes sense that she would be the first one or the only one. You know, it's it is a weird and alarming choice that they don't choose to show anybody else. They just show this. You know, you could end it as we said without showing those two there, yep. and you sort of like, oh, you can imagine whatever you want. But then they give you just these two in a world that looks like this fucking crazy hellscape with mm-hmm. giant rotting faces and a blood red sea. And nobody else around. So it's like, is it this? Are they like the new Adam and Eve, and they're going to repopulate the thing? Uh, are other people going to eventually show up? It seems like he's been there for a while. He had time to put up these grave markers and nail Misato's cross to the to the thing. Yeah. So there's all that, but there's still more. <laughs> so what happens, <laughs> happens, Kevin? So Asuka is is she in her actual Ava suit? Is she she, is. She's in her Ava suit. Because, uh-huh. I mean, yeah, I guess that's the last she, we saw her, too. Yeah, she died where um, before she died. Um, she has, like, a bandaged arm from, like, the arm that was split from the mm-hmm. Lancelongenous attack. Mm-hmm. The Lancelongenous mm-hmm. clone. Yeah. Kind of <laughs> the copy Lance. Um, and she has a bandage over her eye as well from, mm-hmm. uh, also from that. Yeah, from um, having the spear shoved through her head. Uh, she's lying motionless on the on the beach, and Shinji kind of languidly like gets up and like l- looks down at her, and then just like brings his arms out almost like instinctually and just starts like choking her, um, and like weeping while he's like doing it. Of course, um, as if he can't control himself, as if this is like some like preternatural urge. Yeah, right. Um, some sort of callback to uh, just like you know some primal feeling about Asuka about uh, about the despair he has it seems yeah like is she Asuka at that point or is she the other yeah, like, I don't yeah. Even know. yeah. Um, and he starts choking her and weeping and Asuka what did she say did she say did she say anything well they just they him? struggle like that for a while where it, it no it, that's right it doesn't necessarily to me the physical action it doesn't suggest that he's escalating the pressure he's applying no it, it, it like so. It's not like he's. Well, like, he eventually releases when she. Yeah, when he he's re- not when like she failing to choke to. her. He's holding in place and mm-hmm. he's trembling with the um. You know, like struggling with himself as to whether he should actually be doing this or not. Is how I read it. It doesn't. His physical form. It doesn't look like he's like tapped out his strength and it's like, it's like he, do I want to do this? And she's like just looking at him and it's like so they're locked in this position, sort of like stalled out, and then he gives up. He relents. And mm-hmm. lets go of her. And cries. And cries. Onto her face. <laughs> yeah. And then she says one word, one line. Yeah. She says, Kimochi Warui, which literally means in Japanese, sick feeling. Now, this is interpreted in a lot of different ways. You know, like there's different translations, which is like, oh, how disgusting. Mm-hmm. Um, this The Netflix one just says disgusting. Uh, I've seen, I feel sick. Um which led to weird fan theories 
that was like, oh, is she supposed to be pregnant? Uh-huh. Like, oh, Asuka's pregnant. This is morning sickness. It's like, I don't no. think there's anything to no, that. This isn't Kill Bill Volume 1. Um, <laughs> so there's a couple of things here. I've I've seen stuff uh, and translations of like, you know. I kind of like that one. Because I mean, I'll tell you, I Feel Sick was the first translation I ever saw. Yeah. Um, and I never made the association. I, although I always kind of was more keen on the Adam and Eve type of you right. know, uh, association with the scenario, right? Uh-huh. Um, and so the idea that if, like, I don't know, I kind of, I can kind of get behind. Yeah, if she idea, was just they, reborn as pregnant because they have to repopulate the world. It's like, it's well, not... the other, have you heard the other weird theory? No, please tell us. That, okay, so she is Asuka, but she's wearing bandages. Oh, like who? Yeah. Fuck, I forgot this one. Like Ray, yes. the bandaged babe. Yes. And that because of the coloration from the red sky and stuff, like, oh, they're like, her eyes are brown, like Misato's eyes. And so there's like this weird theory yeah. that yeah, it's not Asuka, but it is Shinji's dream girl that he manifested that is all, all three, three of, of them the, combined. Do you want to like become one with me? <laughs> that I've never heard before. Yeah, yeah, that's that's an old one. Which is the typical sort of fan theory thing, which is like, what color are her eyes at the end? Uh, I mean, you can fast forward to the end and see, but it is—it is that thing of like, I, I can see why that's cool because you're like you found these details, but you're kind of rejecting the thesis mm. and the theme of the entire fucking movie and everything <laughs> that Anna was trying to accomplish. Because the thing is, an accept, you know, the exception and rejection of people, the reestablishment of boundaries. It's like, well, what does Asuka do? She kind of rejects and bullies and berates me. Uh, you know, so the fact that he is able to put his hands on her throat, the fact that she is able to touch his face, the fact that she is able to be like, ugh, Shinji, how disgusting. It, this is all that. And so the whole idea that, that Shinji is having to learn the importance of accepting pain and living with others, to think that the end of the show is him living in a fantasy world with another that is not a real other, no. is sort of like, what it, then what was the point of any of this? Like what? Like your 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 theory is picking up on these interesting details, but it fails to sort of serve as well. What does that mean in the greater narrative of the thing? You see what I'm saying? No, absolutely, absolutely. Um, no, and that's and that's where like, it's such a huge thing for Shinji to to reject instrumentality because he's been so afraid of pain the entire time, and this has come up again and again and again with Kaji even telling him, "You don't like to feel pain, do you?" No, I don't. <laughs> uh, and to, for him to be at the end here, like, okay, I I accept what it is well so so let me let me ask you guys this and kevin you you can go first if you like how do you guys read this like how have you like considering that we all agree this is like our favorite thing and this is the last moment of our favorite (laughs) thing and it's like you have to square i mean there are like you know there are movies that you love that have like sequences that you think are bad or you know there's like a, you know, one bad actor in a cast that you just sort of put up with it's like it's not to say that like you can't love something and 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 leave a question mark or a sort of you know i'm not sure how i feel about that kind of thing in it it but this is very significant and i i don't know that i even have an answer for myself honestly as i'm kind of curious to see what you guys have to say but it's like how, how do you read this in in the context of the whole thing and what how does this leave you when you watch this and think about it as the ending of the thing i mean i'm still noticing shit that i've I mean, I never noticed those gravestones before. You know, I must have seen this at like over like twelve times. You know, over the oh, course yeah. of years. Like, and I'm, there's still things I'm picking up on. Like when I was describing the scene earlier, like I forgot that Ray was like hovering over the blood red water. Like, yep. is it which a total callback and bookend to the ghost Ray that we see mm-hmm. in the very first episode? 
Exactly. Yeah. 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 Which has been like a topic of conversation amongst us like recently about like why does Ray keep showing up in all these instances? Um, which is still needs to be kind of solved. Well, but... because she's Lilith, because she's essentially uh -huh, God. You, go. exactly. you know, she's the yeah. mother of all humanity. And so this is the form that she's taking now. She's been put into sort of this human body. But her soul, let's remember, is Lilith's soul. So it is the soul of Lilith. The soul that is within us all. The shared, you know, the collective unconscious, yeah. if you will. This yeah. is... We are all connected. Even though we have our AT fields, we are all, we kind of share her soul. We're all kind of a part of her. So. Okay. So, I mean, I, you know, like I said, I kind of hold, I, I kind of, a good part of me accepted like this Adam Eve, origin, like, you know, this right. whole. They're supposed to repopulate. Yeah. yeah. Like this is the new world and you, I, part you of have another. Really in, into that deal. But Shinji's whole disposition during this instance, like of, you know, you know trying to do this thing can't bring himself to do it struggling with willpower and just his own uh emotions i mean for me it's just like wait this is what you get this is what you asked for you asked to come come back into like an imperfect place where mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. your boundaries are threatened and you're extremely vulnerable to uh yes. feeling and so on, like, on a base level, that's like what we get. We, I mean, it makes a lot of sense for us to like see the brutal reality of that kind of brought right back to it. Right. It just happens to take place <laughs> in an apocalypse or like you know the beginning, the dawn of a new, mm -hmm. uh, of a of a new species, so to speak. <laughs> I'll throw out a, I'll throw out a random thing I just thought of that, um, I don't actually believe this necessarily, but like like you said, he's been here for a while. If he if he set up gravestones for people mm -hmm. and stuff is like. I it like it's like he's like the guy in Inception that has to stay on the not Inception uh, uh, Interstellar that has to stay on the ship when they go down to the water planet and like twenty years has gone by and he's uh -huh. just like lonely and crazy because he's just been yeah. stuck on the thing while like Anne Hathaway was running around in the water with the robots and stuff and like for them it's been like fifteen minutes and for him it's been years. He's like I don't know maybe Shinji was here for like a really long time and is kind of like like almost sort of like you know kind of lost his mind a little bit and the first person to show up it's like yeah like he's just instinctually is like doesn't know what to do with another he has person. to quickly hide his like mud osaka that he made yeah no yeah i mean <laughs> it's, it's kind it's of like, it's like <laughs> tom hanks and castaway it's kind of the adam and eve scenario though right yeah. right eve just show up i mean i mean he god... sleeps and god takes his rib out and mm -hmm. makes it makes her and then he like wakes up and she's there i think right i think so after lilith wouldn't Land the bottom during sex and <laughs> had to go off to the land of Nod and spawn all the demons. And can inspire a lot of really good 90s uh, folk rock. Like, I'm not really sure how to interpret, like, yeah, so, like, the will of people. Like, if they want to come back, they come back, right? right. As Yui says to Shinji, right? Mm -hmm. um, I so don't know how that materializes itself in this type of scenario. I can't. Well, I mean, for me... Uh, we do see Shinji sort of, it's like, I remember it's a weird reference. It probably doesn't, <laughs> there's Garfield's nine lives, um, <laughs> which is the animated special of like all these different Garfield stories. It has like the cave cat one and it talks about the primordial soup. And, you know, you have these stories of like the first thing to crawl out of the depths of the ocean and stuff. And in that little cartoon, they have like, you know, the, the cave cat, and the caveman, like everything's crawling out of the sea. Mm -hmm. We have this primordial soup here and Shinji... Yeah floats to the surface and is birthed from the sea. Very, it is a very, there's a precedent for this in that we have the core of the Evangelion exposed when Shinji is subsumed into the Sea of LCL within the Ava, right? And it seems, oh no, it's spilled out, he's lost. And then he kind of just 
plops naked out of the core, it seems, and is just lying That's there, true. fully formed. So we have we see him turn into LCL. So sort if of you get the the shaky Wayne's World dream sequence thing in the uh, when instrumentality starts to take place, and he's weeping as he sees the side of Karu like cradling the uh, <coughs> AV Unit One. So he's been disintegrated. Third impact happened. Instrumentality happened. Everybody's one, uh, you know, a singular one, not one as in succeeded. But I guess Sayla and Gendo have kind of won. But he's he's in that, and in the last minute, he's sort of like, no, I don't want this. I don't like this. Stop this. And they're like, all right. Bloop. And he floats back up to the surface of the ocean, mm-hmm. walks up onto the sea. So I presume the same thing happened with Asuka. You know, Asuka had a similar she, thing she, happening, and yeah. it's like, I reject this as well. It's like, okay, well, Shinji's, you know, paved the way. Bloop. Asuka, you can come here. You know, who's to say that a little while later we might not, you know, Maya might not be like, oh, Jesus, I don't want any of this. I fucking hate this. And she comes up. You know what I mean? Like, who's to say that that one by one they're not going to return? Because, like, yeah. Now, that seems like a little fan wanky and a little bit like, well, this is what I want to believe because I don't want everybody to be dead and it to be so horrible. And I'm trying to find the good in it. But there is precedent for that. And that, you know, no, no matter what, it's like Shinji did was LCL and did form up and float to the surface. Yeah, because because like we talked about when we were watching it, Kevin, like um I think that the stuff when he's right before that all happens, he he is, you know, disintegrated and he is projecting a mental image of his physical self like having a dialogue about whether or not he's going to do this. Yes. And then so it's like his his consciousness still has of, you know, the memory of a physical form. And so he's still projecting himself that way in order to sort of like weigh his options. And then when, and then when he chooses it, yeah, then he's birthed back into that physical form. I mean, there's a very great, no, no matter what. So, so know, clearly that's happening anything. to everybody. That, that mental dialogue on some level is like could that be. is happening. Yeah. So be. if we'd, if we'd, if we were in Oscar's head, like she would be projecting with like her mom or whoever, and then saying like, yeah, of course I want to live. And then, there she is, you know, I think. And similar to Shinji, she, you know, she wakes up and it's like, oh, it's fucking she just choking me again. We're right back into it. Like, I, you know, it's like, I chose this. And I think, well, here we are. How disgusting. Um, we're back into the old thing. So I don't, yeah. But there, I was just going to say that there's the really great image that kind of sells the whole thing, which is that Ray is on top of Shinji and her hands are embedded in his chest. And mm-hmm. they're, this is when they're having the discussion of like, you know, this is the world without borders. And he says... Well, I like it the other way. Make it the I'm, other way. And she takes her hands out of his chest, and he holds her hand. So it's like we're we're connected, but I'm choosing AT fields. I'm choosing barriers. So let's stop merging, and let's be individual again. And that's so, really illustrated quite strongly there. So the impetus of, of you know, life coming back, you know, uh, in the way that we've known it, in the way that we live it, in the way that Shinji's known it, um, with borders, you know, in human form um that impetus is put upon him though right like we're not to i mean like on one hand we can assume that god lilith is like having this conversation so right to speak, that shinji's special single, but but shinji is like i mean eva you know eva unit 01 is like you know the sacrificial lamb mm-hmm. is the offering and shinji is right in the middle of that with mm-hmm. yui like right. it's 
So he is. He is the linchpin to the whole situation. I think Shinji's choice for individuality extends that choice to everyone else. Yeah, exactly. And that if Shinji had not chosen that, that was my nobody else would have that choice. Yeah, yeah. If he had said, if he'd said this is fine, then it would have. I guess part of me always took a more cynical approach, um, in a way, to where yes, all of that Shinji is like you know. It's like, I want to live. And they're like, fine, you can live. But it's a little too late because everyone's already dead. (laughs) And it was me kind of not acknowledging Yui's last words to Shinji, which is Mm. like, anyone can have the will to live, you know type of situation she explicitly says that so so that that seems to be the case now it is i do wonder is like so was it only asuka you know like is there anybody else like because it doesn't give you that comfort of that it doesn't let you and i think that's part of the thing too is in an interesting way and i don't want to get off on this and i don't want to turn everybody off be controversial but i as we were watching i said well this movie is kind of like the anti-joker movie (laughs) whereas whereas the joker movie to some extent you know you can you can whatever say whatever you want but there's a little bit of you are right to feel this way you are right to feel isolated and and fuck them there's a little bit of you know you know, four down, a million people left to go, a million assholes left to get. The rest of the world doesn't understand your joke. They're the other. You're you. You're right in being you. And and it's speaking to, you know, a similar demographic of, like, you know, isolated nerds who love to consume this stuff and feel angry and bitter. Yeah, yeah. Evangelion is, is for these isolated otaku nerds. But what Ano is saying is, that's on you, buddy. Your problem is you need to change it. And there's a lot that's happening, in, you know, like the, when they're showing the live-action movie theater stuff. And, uh, you know, a lot of the dialogue at the end seems to be you're responsible for making your world. You are responsible for for interacting here. And so it is a little bit like what we're left with here is do you accept that the the pain of rejection is real? Like this being alive means sometimes it's going to hurt and it means sometimes it's going to be rejected and you're not going to have everything go your way all the time. It's like, do you accept that? Then go outside your door and stand on your own two feet and live. But it may suck. And so it would be disingenuous for the end of the thing to be like, oh, yeah, the otaku steps outside of his apartment for the first time and everything's fucking cool. Hey, all my friends are here. Congratulations. Like, that's the end of the the show. And that's good in its way. But the reality is you step outside your door as an otaku and it's like, okay, this guy smells bad. We haven't seen this guy in years. What's his deal? He's weird. I reject you. And it's the work. There's still work to be done. You're not. You don't wake up into a dream world alone on an island with your dream girl. You wake up in a world with somebody who sometimes hates you or that you fight with, and they may reject you. And it may be painful, and that's the gamble. You know, the gamble of living is you're going to risk it. So, well, so it kind of has to be a scary world. Well, and here's and here's another thought as to what what the choking and or it's stuff too easy represents to to piggyback off of that is that it, it's I was as I was listening to you guys and thinking about it like in a way that is like shinji as much as like i mean i think the sort of lightly kind of sexualized nature of their relationship at this point and Mm -hmm. the the fact that it's a man choking a woman it's it's got some problematic you know like elements that that are skip here for the sake of discussion but like it's him reacting to another person with a with like the kind of aggressive he doesn't do that like we we see right. we see him not we, like he's 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 not like cowering and being shy and being you know agreeable. It's like so so even though his his assertion of his will at this point is like like I said problematic in the way it's depicted and stuff. Like but it is Shinji reacting to something with a strong emotional 
thrust, which he doesn't usually do unless he's like pushed into like mm-hmm. insanity mode. And so like the idea that yeah, he's back and and, and he's not going to shy away from his feet. I don't know. Maybe it's there's interesting. A positive I mean, it's to interesting that. to me that, and you can correct me if I'm wrong here, but the last instance that we see of Shinji dealing with Asuka, even in LCL form, like in his like kind of memory space, mm-hmm. is this scene in the kitchen that we were talking yes. about. Um, where Shinji like professes an effect and a need for Asuka, you know, to her. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think she even kind of goes as far as to say like, um, you can't even say like you love me or something like that. Maybe I'm wrong about. Well, that. he can't love himself. He can't love himself. He's, he's sort of like saying all you care about is yourself, yeah, and like you don't you even never love anyone. yourself. Yeah. Um, she did. She basically like you know uh, pushes him away. Like she like you know lambasts him to the mm-hmm. point of where he's left with like a pure emotional like reaction, so like, which is to choke her. Right. It's like, like it's like it's like they picked up exactly a, where they left and off. They yes. picked up exactly and they have to remember that they. Yes, that, exactly. That, that's, right. It's like a waking up from a dream kind of. I think thing. that's a part of it too. Yeah. 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 It's like yeah. Well, it's like when you in when you when you're like um like sleeping with uh sleeping next to another person. And you have a dream that they were mad at you or something, right? And you wake, and you up, wake up and you mm-hmm. feel like you still feel hurt or you still mm-hmm. feel you know whatever. And it takes like you know sometimes a couple hours for you to kind of get out of that yeah. sort of thing. And it's like yeah, so he woke up still with the emotion of that. That's actually probably the best explanation. I mean, and the truth is, it's all of these things. It's the Adam and Eve thing. It's it's that. And then the other thing that I want to point out, I've been fucking waiting to, is the scene in the kitchen. They're wearing the same clothes as the kiss scene when Asuka, you know, kisses to kill time and sort of like comes up with this, this ridiculous yeah. pretense of like, well, let's kiss. I just, just, you know, doesn't mean anything. Just do it. So she clearly needs him, but she's afraid of rejection and he's, you know, oblivious Shinji and that in that kiss, she holds his nose so he doesn't breathe on her. And he starts to choke, and he changes colors, and he can't breathe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And here we are in the kitchen in the nightmare world, and he's choking her, and she can't breathe. Uh, and then another, that carries over to the real world. And it is sort of like, when you are... Who are you most susceptible to being rejected by? Like, who's the greatest danger to you in terms of rejection in the real world? And that's the people that you care about the most, the people that you're closest to, the people that you love and want to be intimate with. And so the fact that there's this thing with with Asuka and Shinji and the idea of the inability for one or the other to breathe, that essential like life-giving thing, and that they are we see bookends of them each trying to like take it away from one another, you know, and it's like, yeah, it's really you, good. you take my breath away. Uh, there is just a strong case to be made for the, the rear romantic of these two people love each other, but hedgehog's dilemma means they kind of are too scared and can't do it. These are two kids who kind of want to be together and emotionally can't navigate that. And that's why she teases him all the time. And that's why he gets scared all the time. And that's, you know, but at the end of the day, he's trying to communicate. I need you. I would love I would love to at some point have gotten and this isn't like a criticism of the show because I think it's better left to all these kind of discussions yes. and stuff. I would love to have had some kind of an in, an internal picture of what Asuka's affection for Shinji actually is. Like I think that it's easy <laughs> to understand how she could um you know feel like not a codependence but like they rely on each other you know there's a sense of trust that comes from like being like risking your life constantly and having mm-hmm. to trust another person and that he's just always there and so she's she wakes up and she knows that he's you know stupid Shinji's gonna be there I can make fun it's like there is a certain like there's a necessity that they have to each other but I would love to hear that character in some sort of in- in- internal state like we get a lot of times in the show actually talk about 
what she likes about him. I would love to hear her say what you know. Shinji's always you know he's always positive, right. even when I'm. It's like the kind of things that like yeah, because you know couples that always you know kind of get at each other, but there's obviously it's based on something that there was a core thing that made them fall in love, and I would love to hear her articulate what her love for Shinji actually looks like right. outside of just his well, I mean, necessity I, yeah. to her. I mean, I just think she's a few years away from that. Exactly. I, I know. I just, it would, like, would have been know. great to sort of... She's yeah, just too yeah. young and too traumatized by the life that she's led to be able to articulate that even to herself, you know? Yeah. Um, but that's all just... But it's fun to think about. To sort of say, uh, yeah. Um, talking about the line... That line was improvised by the voice actress. No fucking way. It was way. not the scripted line. Kimochi Warui. What disgusting. was the scripted line? The scripted line was, um, Anata nankani koro saureru no wa mapira yo, which is sort of roughly, I would never want to be killed by you of all men. Or wow. I'm not going to let you kill me. Wow. <laughs> Hey, I no this idea. is the first time Kevin and I are ever hearing <laughs> yeah. this, and I'm assuming you just looked this up not too long. Um, ago. I, I, I know I knew this from a while ago, but I sort of had to refresh my memory and, and get back well, into it. Like, well, okay, what exactly it was? That, but there's there's more to the story. But respond to this. I mean, that it kind of functions for me emotionally in the same way as something like disgusting. Would. I, I think so. Yeah, it's the same. It's Oscar being Oscar, and her right. and her. Uh, you know, inability to connect with Shinji on like a, an emotionally open way. And so she is just, you know, I know she's covering that up with like, you know, disdain, disgust and like the whole litany of things that she uses to kind of prevent herself from being mm -hmm. hurt by this person or rejected at all. She's going to one up this person, you know, by just dismantling him uh, as she always does. You uh -huh. know? I, I got to give it to this the voice actor for like encapsulating a much larger concept into such a simple like that's that's a that's a really you know you, you always get the question of uh you know well how much do the actors improvise and thing and stuff and it's like you know we've had to answer that question ourselves many times and it's like that's a really interesting example of like an actor like i, I mean i'm assuming they probably have takes of her doing the real line but that she just yes. was able to just land on that and that they were like, oh, that actually says everything we well, need to say. Well, they kept on trying to do the line, and Anna was not satisfied with her reading of the line. And this is all the way, this is coming from evageeks.org, and this is an interview with Yuko Miyamura, who's the voice actress, that was on a TV show in 2005, where they had a lot of different people, sort of several commentators and you know six guests. They had her, they had a producer, they had a subculture columnist, a sci-fi critic, a novelist, and an anime critic. They had, they, they had the whole McLaughlin group there to talk about the <laughs> I mean, yeah, you know, you know, if you know anything about Japanese television shows, it's like yeah. mostly, mostly panel shows where yeah. it's like just a table of people talking about stuff. And one of them is a comedian with like a bow tie, yeah. crazy hair. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's like, it's, like, it's like they have like Noam Chomsky and then the comedian with the bow tie and the crazy hair. And like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but they're asking her about it and she said that, that Anna just couldn't couldn't you know get that final line and so what ultimately he did was he asked her all right so just imagine you're sleeping in your bed a stranger sneaks into your room he could rape you at any time as you're asleep but he doesn't instead he masturbates looking at you and when you wake up you know what he did to you what do you think he would say and so she thought about it and it's like all right the strange man and well that's disgusting so she just said disgusting and then Anno apparently sighed and said, I thought as much. 
I thought as much. <laughs> I love and that. Then, uh, the line is in the movie. Well, that's, that's, I mean, there's, there's a couple, there's a lot in that. And in, in Kevin, you can probably <laughs> speak to some of this, but like I, what I find interesting about that is that he, he's directing her, you know, by coming up with what he thinks the, the anal, the analogous feeling that needs to be, and so, so he's describing a scenario that is weirdly related to the actual scenario the character was was in. Well, here's this, it, but it's but he's not but he's not saying you're being choked or anything. Like that he's he's giving her this to think about, and that like the feeling I want is the feeling that you would have in that scenario, which is different from the scenario, you're in, and that's a cool. Well, here's something I've never thought about before, but think about this: is this is like, does Shinji remember what just happened? That is the my next question. Yeah. Because like is this basically is this a Shinji and Asuka that actually saw? I don't know. Because Asuka was asleep when he did that, yeah. right? So this is post instrumentality when they've sort of you've seen everybody's insides, like you know his thoughts, you know what he did, you know you know each other completely, and it's like, well, I've seen the real you. <laughs> like I was one with you for a minute, and now we're separated again, and it's like, oh, God, how disgusting. <laughs> like. Yeah, or, the or, fact that she, the fact that he's directing her to respond to an event that her character was not there for, and it is like, you wake up and you know what he did. Yeah, um, that's interesting. But it's also, you know, like that could just be like I said, because he's directing to, right. to get the feeling. Because it's yes. also because you could extend that further and say, yeah, she just merged with the consciousness of all of humanity, which, uh, <laughs> you know, as yeah, I mean, I think as as, as it's been made jokes and in, in x-men comic books and stuff like where you know it, when if you can hear the the all of humanity's thoughts it's overwhelming and it probably is disgusting and it's like she literally just like woke up in a bath of human frailty <laughs> it's like yeah. yeah exactly like it's like she's like you know entirely like high and elated on instrumentality you know and she's having this like you know flurry of thoughts come back to her if we can only assume they're similar to shinji's like extremely placid comforting situation with yui and ray and all these people in his life and he gets to like i mean he's at the bottom of like some you know you know uh, magical water situation like lying on the light like on the ground with like ray like inside him and stuff and it's like yeah, it's like, you know, when that happened on screen, I was kind of like, yeah, like, don't give up on this, right? But then you guys pointed out that this is a limbotic state. Mm -hmm. Anyway, like, if Oscar, like, you know, is like, yes, I want to live, I want to live, I want, I have the will to live. And then she comes back and there's this kid that, that you know, she's had all these feelings for. She, yeah, she's probably like, oh, this is gross. I, I regret everything. <laughs> I regret my decision. I think that's sort of part of it, too. I find it weird and. I mean, a little upsetting. I don't. I don't. I'm, I'm wondering what Anno's thing is here. Though. I mean, but I. I on the other hand, I'm kind of sympathetic. But the fact that he like sort of makes this distinction between like now, listen, he could have raped you at any time. He could have physically assaulted you, but he didn't. Instead, he just chose to assault himself and look at you. And that she's like, well, that's disgusting. And he's like, I thought so. Like, is is a little <laughs> bit is, of like this is the whole show is Anno's big buildup to finally get an answer. To isn't the question, that admirable? If I could like, do he this. just sits in the corner and beats off. Like, isn't that a good thing? And she's like, no, it's disgusting. I'm like, ah, damn it. <laughs> this whole show was a waste. I really thought I was making a case for myself here. I just wanted someone to say it was Hero. okay. Um, yeah, I, mean, I don't know. I uh, it's weird. It's interesting again, just that it's, it's a total bookend to the opening of the film, like with with Shinji over top of this this yes. person who is like kind of lifeless before yeah. him. Yes. She comes to and she basically tells him what he told himself early on, which is I'm so fucked up, and she's like, You're yeah. Disgusting. Well, it's also just the thing of I am not a doll, 
and the fan service thing, and that you said the running theme here, when it's yeah, typically associated with Ray of like oh, I'm not a doll, and that like I was saying before that that he's only sort of able to do that when to, to masturbate and to sort of see to sexualize her when she's unconscious, and then when she is anything other than a doll, he stops what he's doing or is sort of like ashamed of what he was doing. And so, you know, whether that's the masturbation or then later on the choking, when she comes to and touches his face and she becomes a willing participant in the situation, he stops and changes his tactics. So he's reacting to her as a doll. And then when she shows any sort of agency, that kind of changes the game. Which which probably, I mean... Which it, is other human beings, you know, we kind of look at people it, as dolls. And as if, until... you, if you are looking at the whole thing as a sort of... Um, you know, a, a, a thesis about otaku, you know, which, which is, which is Anno talking about himself, you know, cause the whole thing is about Anno and, and right. Anno has, you know, this relationship with, with, with his lifestyle and his choices and things like that. And that like, that the fundamental thing of just like a, you know, the imaginary isolated fanboy that's just consuming media and enjoying the th- things, but not connecting to the world is somebody that, just playing with dolls? Yeah, exactly. Not playing with yeah, that that, that 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 fundamentally having to as soon as somebody you said asserts sort of agency or opinion or you know it's like wakes up and looks at you and touches your face, you have to then confront humanity as something as as something equal to you, like that another person something the equal other and is other. equal to you yes. and has all the same weakness and, and things like that, and that that's terrifying and it's much easier to view the world as like a, a set of objects. Yeah, because you, you know admire. who fucking does that is Gendo. Yeah, treats everybody like a doll. From his son to Ritsuko, you know, and poor Ritsuko is like sort of realizing, like, yeah, you just fucking used me this whole time. He comes up with this lame excuse to Yui. He's like, well, if I'd been there for Shinji, it just would have been harder for him. So I just stayed away to help him. Mm -hmm. You know, but he uses him as a tool. And then obviously Ray, who we sort of talked about that. And I don't want to give us off another thing, but we had an episode a little while ago in the the Q&A episode where somebody pointed out Ray's sort of stagnation after the battle with Romuel where it's like, it seems like we're really building to this whole arc with her Mm -hmm. and then it kind of gets lost by the wayside. But we do really see in this movie, the fact that her interaction with Shinji, her rejection of being a doll here, like really pays off and changes the fate of the entire world because Gendo's trying to run uh, human instrumentality his way. And she's like, fuck you. (laughs) No, I'm, I'm myself. And and I'm going to go, to Shinji, Akari's calling. I'm going to go help him. I'm going to go deal with that. I'm, I'm making the choice to reject you and to go let the, this happen. Um, so she specifically says, I'm not a doll, again, to him. Yeah, and that is so, that is her ultimate arc, is going from being the compliant, you know, helper of Gendo and his, you know, crazy ideas to deciding that she can reject those because she, mm-hmm. she no matter how she got to be there, she is... She does have her own will, even if even if she's not a, a physical human in the traditional sense. Um, you know, yeah, she's got a lot more going on, but it's enough for her just to say no. And so, yeah, I, I, I do think that her the arc of her agency is is I think it's great. Yeah. So before we leave the ending behind, well, I'll never leave it behind. I yeah. Well, I mean, that's that's I guess that's kind of what I was gonna say. Is like you know, I kind of the part of me just hates it because it is just like it is so cynical and it is just the one piece that just sticks in your craw. It's like this you know this delicious cake with like a piece of eggshell in it or whatever. Like there's just like this one little thing, but at the same time, I kind of love that that that's the case and that that this one that it's one fucking line and that we're here still like however many fucking years later trying to like mm-hmm. rap wait but wait how does that what does that mean <laughs> you know like it's just the, the fact that it doesn't let you off the hook because the manga i need to read the manga again and i'd love to you know 
I think we're sort of wrapping it up and we'll take a break once we're done with mm-hmm. the movie. And I'd like to do the rebuild movie someday, but you know, schedules are difficult and I wanted to make sure we got this and sort of feel like yeah. this is the end of the season for us. Yeah. Someday I would like to really look at the manga and cover the manga. And it would be fun to talk about that because the ending is very different, but feels again, like a little bit more mainstream and it's all the same stuff, but it just ultimately ends up feeling a little bit safer. You know, it, it feels a little bit like, I don't know. Like there's there's something about the movie where you sort of feel like you got mugged, and you survived, and like you turn off. You know, it's like how disgusting. Click, white screen, you're done, and you're sort of like, oh, I just got mugged. Like, oh my god, like, okay. And and I feel like without that last ending, with Yui flying off into space, it would have just been like, wow, that was crazy. I, you know, but I feel okay. But you know, it would have been like more. It's way more safe. Yeah. And and the yeah. fact that it does that to you, the fact that he does give that one little last kind of like yeah, fuck you, to to the audience, is makes it more powerful because yeah. I can't quite reckon. There's you, one piece that doesn't fit. And it's and, and and you left with so many questions of like you know okay so like. Are they literally just gonna start life over again? Like, do they remember? Is a big. I mean, like, right. so like, are they gonna? Are they just like suddenly, uh, you know, uh, just like fully aware and conscious and intelligent and capable as humans, but they don't remember things, so they're gonna just like piece together what life is? I mean, like, how does the planet even go on? Considering like, it's like the the, the actual physical destruction that happened. Like, so the planet wasn't <laughs> reborn with the people, so it's like, is there any infrastructure left? Like, are they just gonna be like hunter gatherers? Are there there's any animals anywhere? Like probably like it's like how do they survive like what is it what are they supposed to do now I did notice for the first time in this translation that it does say all living things mm-hmm. so that includes animals and that includes pen pen yep most important question and this see this is my um, I've changed on this because this is the other thing was I was so desperate to like can Misato come back I, <laughs> which it seems yeah. that way to me it does seem that way to me now. Yeah, Kevin, do you have thoughts on this? I mean, we clearly see a frame where her body has, you know, dissolved into LCL. Yes. And she's the first one that sees the, the vision right. of Ray as yeah. she See, because I, yeah, I, I, you know, you watch it the first time and it's sort of like, I don't know what's happening. And then you're like, you're sort of struggling to be like, okay, wait. So they tried to create a world where everybody was one thing. Did Shinji reject the world? Okay, yes, he rejected that world. So, well, wait a minute. No, Yui says everybody can come back. Oh, maybe it's a happy ending. Maybe everybody can come back. And then you realize, oh, wait, Misato died from a gunshot and explosion before <laughs> before his mentality happened. So, oh, everybody can come back but Misato and Ritsuko, who died before all this happened. And so I've sort of lived with that for years, thinking that, yeah, I guess, I guess that's it. But then watching the movie this time, I noticed a number of things, including the fact that there is a clear shot of her outfit that and her body has turned into LCL, uh, along with Ritsuko, whose whose outfit is floating in the LCL sea. Um, you also see uh, Misato sees a Ray ghost, an image of Ray, yep, yep. and so does Ritsuko, and so does everybody else. All the nerve people. Um, once the anti AT field spreads out and everybody starts turning into LCL, and a lot of people see the image of Ray will turn into the person yeah. that they love or they see the person that they love, whatever. But the fact that Misato saw a Ray before she died kind of implies that. And then when you think about the last two episodes of the series and her interaction with Shinji here, it does seem like her consciousness is a part of well, the instrumentality process. And that, and that is, yeah. the, 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 so, get off on a thing, but that just to make note of it, the, I, I, I believe that the parts 
the the specifically the part where she's uh where they're all watching her and Kaji have sex. I, I mean that that's that's in the other episodes. Like that is a thing. Yeah. One, one of the things that happens. I think that's where the that that's where you could sort of like line it up. Not that there's like a Dark Side of the Moon, Pink Floyd, like mm-hmm. Wizard of Oz kind of way to do that. But I think that that is the is the thing that to me always indicated, or I, I assume it did because I always assumed that that the last two episodes did happen concurrently to that section. So I think that that's where like the, where do you think the cracking of the dome and the congratulations hand clapping lines up in in any Evangelion. Do you think that that I mean, is him becoming one with everybody or is that him rejecting instrument? Is that the moment when he takes Ray's hands out of his chest? I feel like it's gotta be that or, or it's like, or like, or it's like right before we see him come up on the, so you think it's the the cracking of the dome is his rejection of instrumentality I think, and his decision I to think live so. in the I mean, real I, world. I'd have to really like go back and look at it to to. I think so to too. I, th- thing, I think the celebratory decision feeling. to live in the real world is yes. kind of the ultimate conclusion thesis of both. Yeah, endings, everybody's but. proud of him for like stepping up and like accepting the life that's been given to him. Right. Maybe they're all appearing as his hands tighten around Asuka's throat. <laughs> he's, he's just seeing, you know, Makoto and everybody. Congratulations! It's, it's, the, it's the end of uh, choke that woman. It's the end of Clockwork Orange, where he's like fucking that girl, and everyone's standing around clapping for him. <laughs> like, oh, like Lord. that's his vision of like that he's just being celebrated for being like a horrible, violent person. It's like, yeah, it's the, it's the same thing. It's You've just, done it, Shinji. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's superimposed. Yeah, somebody should somebody should Photoshop all the people clapping onto the one more final frame oh, of him. God. Yeah, that would be great. You know, it's interesting, just going back to the idea that Masato is, you know, has been part of instrumentality, yeah, mm-hmm. even though she died before instrumentality started taking place, along with all of the other Nerve HQ personnel. <laughs> but you see, but, but you do see, uh, you do see Ray approach all of those bodies too. She like yeah, walks she amongst does. the bodies. Mm-hmm. She does. Um, I, and I kind of always just took it as like, well, it's just a grace period. It's just a little bit of a grace period. Yeah, I, think I mean, this, of, this, this cosmic event probably to some extent exists outside of time exactly you know yeah. or at least you know has yeah a grace period like has a shock wave that kind of goes <laughs> although it would be really funny if um uh masato came back and then just bled to death from a gunshot wound <laughs> like she comes back it's like I'm <laughs> she, alive. she floats to the surface still bleeding <laughs> yeah, out because she gets like she well just, technically you got shot right she has before. just <laughs> enough time to change the carpet and then she dies um and yeah, I mean, it's like it's like that, that weird thing, and maybe you know more about this, but it's like, well, what about all the people that existed like before Jesus? Like, did they go to heaven? <laughs> like, what? This is one of those like one of those questions that like you see, um, you know, I feel like I've seen like either in person or on video, like some some well-meaning you know Christian lady get confronted by like a clever atheist at like a you uh-huh. know some sort of public thing, and that's the kind of like, oh, what about that kind of question? And it's like one of those things that I feel like everybody just sort of stumbles their way confidently through some sort of answer that's like well you know god doesn't he's not bound by technicalities you know it's kind of like there's like some uh-huh. sort of a, like a nice answer that's like well if we believe that it's that's similar to is. my like wait Masada's gonna be okay right like yeah. all, all those people that existed before jesus is the pathway to you know accepting christ yeah. into heaven. oh no they're okay too right oh yeah yeah they're fine well yeah it was because pen, pen's, pen, pen's gonna come it's back it's the same as when they go and when when someone's like yeah but what about like you know someone in who lives and uh, dies their whole life in an african village that's never you know heard of, uh-huh. and it's like well, you better go fucking go and be a min- uh, missionary and help yeah. them. And because the- all those people, there are thousands of people, millions of people just going to hell every day, and it's on you unless you go there and build a house. For and them. that's how you use Tell that. Them about the but good then book. it's like when, when backed into a corner, and it's like, well, what if it's impossible? So they are they punished for like 
your you know failure to reach them and it's like no 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 god's forgiving this point and so it's just like it's i don't like, know man i mean that's i'm saying that's what the answer is i don't think like they're punished and you're punished too for not getting there in time i mean that's it's a fundamental contradiction of christianity but i think because uh you know we're seeing the ray lilith yui you know all the uh yeah that's i believe that she gives the grace period <laughs> I, I mean, clearly. I mean, it's like because all the evidence is there. That. Yeah, that that is the case, and Ritsuko as well. Like that, you know, and that, but that's the weird thing of like that we do see Misato's shot body with slumped over with the blood on the wall, and we see Ritsuko's body floating. I think she's face down in the LCL in the last two episodes of the show. Yeah. I think we're missing a moment in uh, Shinji's decision making, like in this in this film. I think we're missing a. a a bit where he's just like, just bring back all my friends. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just make sure they all come back too, please. Well, that was like that was like. Sato my... told me that I need to grow up a little bit and then come back to her. So please bring her back yeah, so I can yeah. go back. Yeah, I think I got I got more waiting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's like that's like my thing. Like with with the Avengers movies, where it's like Thanos' whole plan could have worked if he's just like if he, when he thought of, when he snapped his fingers if he was thinking yeah half of humanity and specifically all of the avengers <laughs> like it's just like yeah buddy i know that that's not technically it's got to be fair no it's like yeah but then it's not going to work it's like yeah, it's, it's, it's like fair. it's like the the, the big question i have is is was thanos himself on the chopping block yeah i mean i and guess did he, he would just have to by be. the grace of of randomness yeah, escape was just, or was he just holding cuz that's how we know if he's full of shit or not it's, yeah. you know you want to check the records it's like let's just make sure that you were on the docket too who bandaged up Asuka at the end? Was Yui. Sh- it was probably Yui. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, the architect from Matrix Reloaded. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it's weird that, like, it's like... It's, it is weird. And it's it's weird that she doesn't just, like, get reborn with, like, a, a you know, perfect physical body. Like, it's like the, the, that she's reborn with wounds, thing. which I guess is also, like... It's, I mean, know. the evidence of the trauma yeah. that she experienced in the moments before her death. Which does make, which makes me think that they probably do have their memories, because it's yes, like, why would you? Why so would too. you? Well, it's not. It's not like some Twilight Zone. But so, like, so their mem- like, Do they have you? their memories of being a part of everyone? Like, are they going to be all good, fucked I mean, that's, up that's, and that's weird? That's a good question. I think. I think yes, because I, I was specifically saying they have their memories of their life. Like she remembers Shinji <laughs> and everything. Is, this is my my Matrix fan fiction, my elaborate backstory for my character in the Matrix uh, online role playing game, which yeah. was that I I was a person who remembered. Uh, Spoilers for the Matrix Revolutions, everybody. <laughs> At the end of Matrix Revolutions, everybody who's plugged in the Matrix is turned into an Agent Smith because he has corrupted the entire program. Mm-hmm. And so it's sort of similar to this. Like everybody becomes one thing. Everybody's Agent Smith. And so then at the end, like Neo kind of saves the day and expunges this this corrupted Smith virus from the program. It's like, well, what if my character remembered being one with everybody and was waiting for the return of this endless, you know, consciousness and being this godlike part of this thing? So if Neo is the one that is this finite line, I was waiting for the zero, you know, the other part of the binary code to return and make us all part of this infinite circular thing. Is so if. That, what if, yeah. if that character is part of the plot of um, the new Matrix movie? Lana, you can have it. That's yeah. <laughs> that's on the table for you. I got to say, though, uh, just, you know, Lana uh, and Lily is... Uh, yeah, but I don't think Lily's... No, 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 but movie. I'm just saying uh, they definitely, they've definitely seen Ian Kelly. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Yes, 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 yes. 100%. And, that's, and it's like, like, so when you even make the comparison to the Agent Smith thing, it's like, yeah, that's intentional. Oh, yeah, good point. I think good it's point, almost point. guaranteed that they were referencing to some degree with those conceptions. Yeah, so I'm just wondering if 
you would be fucked up. Like, you know, if Asuka and Shinji would be, and anybody who chooses to come back would be fucked up by the memory of having once been, basically having seen the face of God, you know, having been part of a singular mm-hmm. consciousness and then coming back to yourself. Is there any fallout of like, that was weird. And and like, is it like, uh, you like getting x-ray vision that you can't control and like everybody's naked all the time or like Superman un- being able, un- unable to control a super hearing. Like, would you just like look at everyone or, or even the, the myth that we talked about before of Adam's nameless second mm-hmm. wife that he saw being made from the inside out and was disgusted by. Mm-hmm. Like, do you look at everybody and you feel disgust because you've seen the innermost parts of them? You've seen all their foibles. You've seen them having their week-long fuck sessions. You've seen them, you know, choking a, a toddler clone to death. You've seen yeah. them, you know, uh, whatever it is. You've seen the worst parts of everyone, and so now you can't accept them. Well, it's like, I mean, not to keep referencing it, but I think because we were talking about, like, different high concept apocalyptic scenarios that was another one of my problems with the thanos plan is that like even if (laughs) even if he was gonna even if he didn't do the like and all the avengers thing because that's how he loses but it's like i mean i honestly do believe that if if he actually was trying to to correct course the course correct humanity with that action if that's what it legitimately then part of it needed to be that okay i'm gonna snap my fingers half the world indiscriminately disappears but the surviving half can't remember that that happened because we see the like everything right. in the second movie is about how the trauma of that mm. makes life unlivable and it's like so if you 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 have to take away people's ability if you're going to do something like this and then give it to humanity like a second chance i don't think it can include knowledge of like how insane the concept is <laughs> the because truth? it's like well wait like it's you're just like ptsd for the entire planet and every inhabitant yeah. it's like i just that's not gonna planets yeah it just doesn't work this is not gonna be a well, thing and so with this it's like it kind of has to be that like maybe they know something happened i mean like they they have to right. be or to they'll like, sort of forget it's like waking from a dream like, yeah that it's gonna it's gonna fade away yeah yeah that, yeah, that you can still hear each other's thoughts for a minute but it's gonna go away and then let, let me ask you this though ben mm-hmm. do you think thanos has seen evangelion I think he had a lot of time, you know. I don't know if he had an he, iPad with him on that. He probably like, did. Yeah, I bet he did. <laughs> He's more of a Gundam guy. Yeah, well, well yeah, that's probably true. <laughs> I think, well, I like I think that's I think that's clear. They're just straightforward, mechanical, <laughs> powerful. Have you seen them? They're so much bigger they're, than the aliens. They're boxily built. <laughs> it's really interesting. I don't that. want a lithe robot. I want something with some heft to it. <laughs> It'd be interesting if, if like, you know, Shinji and Asuka, like, did not have recollection, per se, of, you know, the almost instrumentality, but yet they're surrounded by these relics of it. Yeah, yeah. What does this mean? What is this? What is this giant head? Uh, yeah. yeah, it's like God's must be crazy or something. Like, yeah, they, just, right. they just have to piece together, like, what their new religion and what society is based on the evidence that they, you know, it's like, it's like a Twilight Zone concept. Jesus Christ. You know, um, like memento, like you're waking up, like so. Who is this? Okay, I'm, I'm defining my sense of self based on the available information around me. Which that's what the rebuild movies were. Um, so we've gone for a while here, and we've talked mostly about the last thirty seconds of, mm-hmm. of the movie. That is like an hour and a half. Maybe we should sort of make this episode one. Okay. And come back next week for episode two, where we actually talk about more of the events of the narrative leading up to the final moments and our interpretations of the ending. I don't know. What do you guys think? Yeah, I think it sounds good. Deal. uh, Yeah, so so, uh, tune in next week. We will continue this. I hope you've enjoyed it so far. Thanks for listening, guys, and uh, congratulations.